Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this uh, first episode for this year uh, of In Session here uh, for FNP Podcast. You know, we never say that. FNPpodcast.com. There you go. Uh, I am here. I guess we lied when we talked on Frederick Uncut, and I am back in the fold. My name is Colin, of course, for those who may not know. I'm with Danielle E. Gaines and Kelsey Luce. Say hello, everybody. Hey, so happy to have you with us, Colin. Well, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, So, first week, big deal, little deal, no deal, uh, deal or no deal, Howie Mandel. (laughs) But... What I'm, what I'm wondering, uh, Kelsey, this is your first time doing this. Yes. Can we get uh, just a little bit of first impressions from you through the first, uh, the first week? Well, there's definitely a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Um, it's, uh, it's been cool seeing the camaraderie. I understand that things might get a little hairier as the session goes on, but uh, right now it seems like everyone's pretty much in a good mood and, and you know looking forward to advancing their particular agendas. I always think... The first day of session is kind of like people coming back from uh, summer camp or coming back to summer camp. Like yeah. they're really excited to see each other. There's like all these hugs and running around and people taking pictures. And then they all end up hating each other. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the most important part of these 90 days is by the end of it all, everybody's angry. How was the atmosphere, Kelsey, you being there? Was it, uh, as Danielle just said, everybody's hugging and kissing and being very happy. Um was there any sense of anything looming? Any any sort of, even though oh, you know, yeah. I'm sure everybody's optimistic, but... Today there was a, um, a senator speaking out about Donald Trump's recent comments and then another one trying to, you know, get her to stop and, uh, you know, focus on state issues. So I think a lot of what's going to be looming over this session for Maryland is probably going to be um, uh, U.S. politics, actually. I think that's definitely going to have a fingerprint. Okay, uh, and uh, presiding officers are still in their places going into uh, going into this year, Danielle. Yes, both uh, the Speaker of the House, Mike Bush, was reelected to his position. There was uh, some beautiful nominating speeches that were all very like well choreographed and pre-written. That happened. Um, the same in the Senate for your Senate President Mike Miller. Um, Mike Miller is, of course, the longest-serving Senate president in all of American history. And um, Mike Bush is the longest House Speaker in Maryland history. So uh, they're the Mikes, and they're still at the mic. <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> that was clever. Uh, and I I do want to touch on this, too, uh, the, the whole idea of, of having um, a commission for uh, sexual harassment in the workplace, too. This was discussed and um, this seems to be something that's still up in the air, but uh, everybody, everybody seemed pretty, uh, pretty intent and pretty aggressive in going after this. Yeah, so there's not a ton of detail right now, but um, obviously we're in a moment of national reckoning when it comes to uh, workplace instances of sexual harassment and um, People are feeling more comfortable sharing stories of times when they have, um, you know, been made to feel uncomfortable or have been 
um, the victims of, of really bad and, you know, unnecessary and unacceptable things. So um, the General Assembly leaders have said that they're going to create a commission that would look at this issue, that would look at um, how to make the General Assembly a more comfortable place for women to serve and to be heard if they have concerns. Um, it may be done through policy or regulation. Um, the General Assembly has already taken steps. Um, there was a sexual harassment training that uh, everybody's staff went through this year. They have uh, changed the process for how, you, how people can file complaints um, in the hopes that uh, any complaints that need to be made will be made and they'll be taken care of. Now, circling back, we had mentioned already a little bit that uh, this is an election year for those who do, do not know, but you're listening. Thank you for listening for those who are listening. Um, I know there are a lot of you. That should make our producer happy to say that. Uh, so we have an election year coming up. And Kelsey, I want to start with you. Uh, just this first week, I know it's early, but uh, do you think that uh, it being an election year, that'll have an impact on this year's session? And if so, what kind of impact? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Democrats are poised to get another Democrat in the governor's seat. And so I think just the way that they speak about Larry Hogan and, um, you know, the the bills that he's championing and proposing, I think it'll really have an impact on how they approach them, for sure. And Danielle? Yeah, I think... um the reality of it is that, is that the policies that are being passed by a Republican majority in Washington, D.C. are not going to be popular with the Democratic majority in the General Assembly. So there's going to be some obvious friction there that's direct fallout from political parties. And um, you you hear people talking about holding um, Governor Hogan to account for things that they, they disagree with. Um, but, you know, Republicans um, are also excited for the election year. They want to, you know, um, increase their space in the General Assembly. We talked a long time ago on maybe on the last year of in session about the drive for five by the Republican Party. And so even though you hear a lot about the Democrats and what they're planning to do, the hopes for the Republicans to change the balance in the General Assembly, at least um, to be able to filibuster in the Senate, for example, that uh, drive for five targeting Senator Ron Young's seat um, is still very much alive. Whenever I hear drive for five, I think of like a Super Bowl, mm. you know, like one for the thumb, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, real quickly too, Ben Cardin was there this week. So, um, yeah, Ben Cardin was there for the first day of session. There's always a bunch of people there for the first day of session. So um, he was among the distinguished guests. He was guests. He was one of the uh, only, aside from the governor, who was uh, invited to address both chambers. So he talked a little bit uh, about what we've been talking about. He said, you know, I, my job in, in Washington, we've been making your jobs harder. Um, so he was obviously speaking to his Democratic colleagues there. Um, he talked about trying to help in any way with any tax reforms that need to be done in the state of Maryland in light of the federal GOP tax bill. And... Um, his office is there to help 
provide information or language in that instance. I also talked to him briefly before he went into the session, and we talked about um, federal funding for the laboratory at Fort Detrick, something he cares very deeply about and is still trying to uh, make sure is achieved uh, in the federal budget. If there's a federal budget, we're up against another um, deadline there. He's really hoping that a legitimate um, federal budget, not just another continuing resolution, is passed uh, later this month. Um, I also I also understand that that for lack of a better term, there was a little bit of a uh, a little love fest going on with that with that. Kelsey, did you sense any love fest this week? Oh, definitely, lots of hugs and you know. Um, Lots of statements that you know people are going to work together. Yeah, and uh, there was a there was some touching camaraderie when Hogan addressed the House on the first day because um, Speaker Bush had mentioned that they both had in common he he and Hogan both had in common going through a serious illness. Um, Speaker Bush had a liver transplant not too long ago, and then of course Hogan went through his cancer cancer battle, or, uh, you know, in his first year. So that was kind of a touching moment to see the those guys bond over that. In the in the Senate too, um, Larry Hogan was received really warmly. He was received really warmly in the House, um, and in the Senate, uh, the Senate President, it, it was more uh, jovial. He was talking about knowing Larry Hogan, uh, the governor, as a very young boy when the Senate President worked for a Republican governor candidate with Larry Hogan Sr. So he was joking about you know. I was 18, the Senate president, and he was five, and we've been together ever since. Um, so that was their way of, I guess, trying to say that they're going to get along and work together. Larry Hogan asked everyone to put the pause button on the politics for 90 days. Put the pause button on the politics for 90 days. Uh-huh. That is very, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. that is very, <laughs> um, that's very optimistic, and I hope that everybody can do that. Uh, speaking of, of, you know, sort of getting rid of, of politics when it comes to an issue, of course, is the Me Too movement. Um, and I understand that was discussed uh, on the first day. Uh, Kelsey, we'll start with you. Uh, what, what was said uh, about this uh, throughout these first couple days? I think everything started on Tuesday, correct? Uh, yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. So what can you tell us about the Me Too movement and what everybody was saying? Well, I think it was more of a topic of discussion on the Senate side, but in the House where I was, uh, it did come up towards the end. um, Speaker Bush thanked the Women's Caucus for their work on uh, studying the problem of sexual harassment in the workplace, sexual harassment in the in the legislature. So it, it, it was certainly a topic of discussion. Yeah, and um, this is the commission that we were talking about that they're going to create to kind of address um, any sexual harassment issues. It also will, um, there are other changes too. So the Senate president, for example, is trying to stop uh, using the phrase distinguished lady senator, and he's just going to try to call people senator, which is, you know, it's it's a tradition, but um, it's maybe one of those traditions that doesn't need to stay. I want to be a distinguished host. Can we do that? Can that will that work, Kelsey? Can I call you distinguished male host, or what do you what are you comfortable with? Yes. Boom. Bam. (laughs) Bam. Wow. Okay. uh, Paid sick leave, (laughs) and and there's no good transition. Paid sick leave and veto overrides, Kelsey. Some stuff happened this week, and this was something we talked about last session quite a bit when Danielle and I 
spoke and and actually we talked about politics every day afterwards as well so we've been talking about paid sick leave and veto overrides now for 365 days straight (laughs) can you tell us what has happened this week? yes as you say it's a huge issue and now the uh paid sick leave is going to become law just today um as we're recording this the senate that's friday it's friday so just friday the uh senate voted to um override governor hogan's veto of the law so basically now it uh, businesses with 15 or more employees are going to have to provide five days of sick leave per year. Now, there's a lot of exceptions to that. That's important to remember. Um, I don't have all of those exceptions on the top of my head, but um, my understanding is there's provisions for farm workers. I think there's provisions for uh, like servers, tipped employees. Uh, I'll have to uh, double check that, but but um, there are several pres- uh, provisions and exceptions to this. But everybody seems to be happy about this moving forward? No, no, not at all. It's a very divisive no? issue. <laughs> not at all. It's a very divisive <laughs> issue. Um, I was talking to Senator Huff about it, and he takes a philosophical pro- approach of like, oh, you know, if you mandate anything to businesses, you're just going to kill the economy. So he's looking at it from the perspective uh y- you know, the ideological perspective of regulations on businesses. He, for one, thinks this is a bad idea because it, you know, you're forcing a business to do something. And he believes it'll make Maryland less competitive. However, uh, Senator Ron Young is a huge supporter of this. And, you know, from the other perspective, from Senator Young's perspective, this is going to be great for workers, for families with young children who get sick. So that's the other side. Well, Senator Ron Young, I was going to say I was going to say Michael Huff and Ron Young, uh, but I was going to say Michael Huff is a friend of Frederick Uncut because he came on the show. And if anybody wanted to offer the opposing point of view, could come on Frederick Uncut to talk about it. But then you just reference Senator Ron Young. Well, Senator Young came on, too. I know. That's why I said that there was no point in me saying that. But I said it anyway, because because uh, that's what I do. So the the biggest uh, the biggest thing for my week every week, Danielle knows this something i love to talk about every single time this happens uh is the political notes column and this week so this has been turned over we should start this has been turned over to you kelsey right well we're kind of flip-flopping back and forth but uh, i did write this oh week's. okay okay so you wrote the, the this top I, sh- this I should the, fu- the top i don't want to diminish danielle's contributions oh, okay you wrote the first five sentences and danielle wrote the rest yeah, right? essentially yes <laughs> no 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 <laughs> See, Kelsey and I do get along, so don't be, you know, starting anything, Colin. It's going to be a long session. It's going to be a very long session. So I want to read the top of this. Uh, when, Der- when Delegate Karen Lewis-Young heard that she was appointed to an arcane joint committee to, quote, wait upon the governor, unquote, one burning question lingered, what the heck is that? <laughs> and so I posed to, to uh, Kelsey, what the heck <laughs> Is that well? Let me answer that question. So, <laughs> basically, it's putting. <clears throat> excuse me. When they start the session, they have to send a communication over to the governor's office saying that the uh, the legislative body is convened. It has its leadership and it's ready to go. It's ready to receive any communications from the governor as needed. So they need to put delegates' names on this thing, and it just so happened that uh, Delegate Lewis's young. Na- Young's name was picked and uh, she told me she didn't know what it was and so she went down to the speaker's office to try to figure it out and found out it was this really 
you know, the, uh, this arcane rule that didn't really amount to much. So she she was fine with it, but it was kind of funny that it wasn't something that she or her staff had really heard of. So then everybody laughed? It, it's Yeah, well, on the phone she did. I don't know if she that's, did it. So. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Um, also, uh, the next the next thing that was discussed in, in this week's political notes: New Frederick Alderman Ben McShane or Mac Shane, Mickety Mac was part of a group of new <coughs> municipal leaders who visited the Comptroller Peter Francho in Annapolis. Um, and Francho held a meeting on Monday to walk the new officials through his duties as Comptroller and discuss how his office works with Frederick's cities and towns. Um, so, Danielle. What may you have to say about this? Was everybody okay with this? Um, I mean, this was just a little feel-good item. These were local officials coming down, learning a little bit about the comptroller's office, tax policy, fun stuff, uh, and, you know, getting to know each other as new elected officials. But um, what I really loved about it was the comptroller's post on Facebook. He wrote... um, I love municipal government. It tends to be practical, solutions-oriented, and nonpartisan. I wish I could say the same about every other level of government. Bam! (laughs) Boom! Shots fired! Omar, don't scare! (laughs) I just love the (laughs) non-politics politics of that, so... (laughs) The non-politics politics. politics. That's great. Um, And also Senate President Thomas V. Mike Miller Jr., another friend of Frederick Uncut, I might Mm -hmm. add. We did have him on. He reminisced about his former chief chief of staff, Victoria Gruber, who was named head of the Department of Legislative Services last month. Uh, His new chief of staff and former director of the state Democratic Party, Patrick Murray, is going to come around and talk to each senator, something Gruber did. Have you guys, uh, we'll start with you, Danielle, have you ever met Mr. Murray? Oh, oh, yeah. He he stands off to the side of the Senate president every day during session, um, just like Vicky used to. And um, it's been interesting in the first couple of days. The Senate president um, continually refers to the fact that Patrick is new in his position. <laughs> um, and but he did serve as uh, Vicky's. Um, deputy at one point in time, so he knows what's up, but uh, the Senate president was letting everyone, each of the senators, know that Patrick would be coming to meet with each of them one-on-one, and he just couldn't help but share a story about when Vicki met with um, former Frederick County Senator Alex Mooney, and uh, the Senate president said that Alex Senator Mooney was was really excited to have um, this time to speak with Vicky and talk about issues and get to know one another. But he ended the conversation by saying, um, I-, I like you very much, but I'm going to do my best to demolish your boss. Wow. <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> that's not that's not nice. It's brutal. It's not a nice thing to say. That is brutal. Again. Omar, don't scare. The, the <laughs> last thing that I wanted to address from the political notes column are, are some nominees. And if there are any ones that stick out to you, uh, recess appointments were introduced to the Senate by Governor Larry Hogan on Wednesday of this week. Several Frederick County residents were among the dozens of nominees. You have them listed in the column. If anybody wants to see the list, they can go read the column. Please read the Frederick News Post. We need you to do that. But were there any, um, were there any local people that stuck out to either of you? Kelsey, uh, first. Yeah, some of them I'd written about before, so I kind of got to know them a little bit before these were officially announced. Um, So Nate Wilson, when he was appointed, I I got to interview him and kind of get a sense of what he thought about the court. And he um, 
he comes at it from a personal perspective because his family went through some property uh, property disputes and they went through the orphans court. So he's kind of seen firsthand what that court can do, which is why he wanted to to be a judge of it. So that's kind of interesting. And then uh, Deborah Burrell and, was, and uh, he's running for that position too. He was running for that for election for that position before he was appointed. Correct. Yeah. And so that's when I caught up with him was when he was running, and uh, and then Deborah Burrell uh, is uh, has been a member of the liquor board and and um, they're making that official now. But <clears throat> excuse me, they're making that official now. But she's been sitting on it for several meetings, and uh, her her main thing is to um, you know she's a Republican, so she's trying to use the position to kind of lessen government's impact on business again. That that philosophical approach. And a couple other names that people might know on the list. There was um, Jason Keckler. He was with the uh, Frederick Police Department for a long time. And uh, he is appointed to the Maryland Parole Commission. And Hayden Duke, uh, a friend of this podcast, the In Session podcast. Uh, he was a Republican candidate for the City Board of Aldermen and has found himself landed on the state's Commission for Civil Rights. I didn't know we had a friend on this podcast. How is he a friend? We do candidate stuff when you're not around, Colin. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Um, not always wanted, including right now, including this. So we have one, one question left. I've never felt closer to Danielle in my life. I love it. Um, Kelsey, we'll start with you again. This coming week, it's going to be the first full week because I think things started on Tuesday this week. What, mm-hmm. What's coming up Wednesday. on Wednesday this week? Uh, my editor just told me. And what's coming up this week um, in Annapolis? Give us, give us something good, Kelsey. What are you looking forward to? Are we going to get left lane drivers out of the way? Oh, I don't know if that's coming up just yet. I haven't heard about that coming up just yet. But the Frederick County delegation met for the first time today, uh, first time Friday. Sorry for these timestamps. I know we're trying not to do timestamps. So they met Friday. And Our producer's mad. I, I know. <laughs> I know. And um, so they'll meet again next Friday. Today was mostly procedural. They talked, uh, well, Delegate Folden, uh, Will Folden is the new chair, so he kind of laid down the ground rules of how things are going to proceed. It was mostly a technical meeting, and then next week they're going to get back to it with more substance. Danielle, anything you would like to add? Overall, it just gets a lot more interesting in the second week. Uh, There's not a lot of bill hearings in this first week. There's uh, only really the pre-filed bill introductions in the first week. So next week, volume-wise, you're going to kind of see everything take off. Well, I can't wait. I hope you guys can't wait. Can our producer wait? No, he can't. I'll answer for him. Danielle, can you wait? Uh, No. (laughs) Kelsey, can you wait? Not even a little bit. Okay, that's good. Um... This has been fantastic. I need a drink. So uh, we're going to catch up with you guys next week. Danielle and Kelsey, thank you so much for taking the time. This will be a fun session, a fun 90 days. I can't wait to see what's in store every Friday and how we do this. But uh, good luck, Kelsey, and good luck travel safe. Okay? Will do. You too. Okay. Thank you, Kelsey, and thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>